This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Bad bar promotions. Whoopsie doopsie emails. Stealing Bibles. The 1876 World Champion Chicago Cubs. Rick's brush with Chevy Chase. And Chicago comedian Dobie Maxwell. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Yowza. That's some that's some guitar work that's right there. That's a good riff. Uh yes, it's Minutia Man. We're episode number one hundred and nine of Minutia Man, but this is the first one. That is coming to you from a remote location. It is. This is our first personal appearance. Yeah, we're uh, we are coming to you live from my mother's basement <laughs> in beautiful Mount Prospect, Illinois, and we're here because there's a giant construction uh, project going on outside my house, and it's it's really loud, and so I had to relocate somewhere. And you know, my mother was very nice to let us. Uh, Come on by. I'll make a I'll make a sandwich, and she did. Actually. She actually did just bring down a platter of fruit <laughs> nuts. and nuts. Yeah, it's very nice. Look at how she's decorated the uh, the fruit. Oh, I know. She cut them all in half and made them into a nice spiral. It's and it's colorful. It's orange and green and red and purple. It's it's just you know it's totally Hildegard. And that's two two different types of nuts, right? We have mixed and peanuts. Is yes, the- yes. Um, so you know, if you need anything at all. Let me know. And we're coming to you live from the basement, which is where I lived when mm-hmm. I was in this house, um, you know, now 35 years ago or more. And this has not really changed <laughs> no. since the last, I, I think I was last here, I don't know, 30 years ago, maybe 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. I don't, this basement has not changed. This is, uh, I yeah. love the linoleum tile floor. <laughs> you know, if you tear this up, it's got uh, asbestos underneath, so you can't take it out. Because <laughs> my mom just told us when she came down here earlier that she moved into this house in 1968, so 50 years, 50 years, 50 years. in this house. First yeah. podcast ever produced here, right? It is. the fir- No, actually, I did one on Monday with uh, <clears throat> your with other my, guy. With my other. I, lo- I love the lamp here, this 1970s <laughs> You know, yeah. kind of funky, groovy lamp uh-huh. over here. Yeah, three different lights with different colorings on them, purple and green and and yellow. Uh, every, any kind of Hummel that you need is right here behind. Yes, the, there's the, a the, shrunk. We call that a shrunk. And that's her backup shrunk because the main one is upstairs in the living room. This is the one that uh, was in our living room when I was a kid. Uh, you know, from in the '60s. So the Hummels here are just not the good Hummels. Those are, are they, the backup Hummels. So they're the second yeah. string Hummels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this is where we are right now. Um, this uh, this next to me right here, Dave, is my childhood best friend, Hubert the Lion from the Harris Bank uh, commercials. Uh, I made my parents change their uh, bank account, their bank, get, just to get the Hubert, just so I could get Hubert. Yeah. I think I had one too. Uh, yeah. What a great pro- is Harris. Harris Bank is still around, right? Are they? I don't know if they are. Being, I don't know. I don't think the lion think, is the logo anymore. Yeah. The slogan. Well, anymore. he's um, pretty cool. The Star Wars pillow right here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, your billiards uh, table. Yeah, and you know, since this project is going to be going on for several months outside my house. Um, we're going to be here for weeks, so we will be able to explore. The other side of the basement is fantastic. You know, I'll 
I'll, I'll bring out artifacts from my, my childhood and we can discuss uh, We have to have Vinny produce a jingle. A, okay, a, yeah. Rick's, a Rick childhood artifact. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you got VHS tapes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. There's a Sega Genesis uh, <laughs> video game out here. Uh, Larry Boy, what is this? The cartoon of uh, those are VeggieTales. Now that's from my kids. Uh, when I, you know, when my kids were little, we used to come over here and watch, watch videos in the basement. I think I slept here a couple of times. I think in you college. did too. Well, yeah, I miss this place. Well, yeah. and thank you to your mom for not only our um, deli tray. Yeah, you have to eat some of that, or right, well, I'm going to be in trouble. I'm bringing my kids next week, and yeah. this is what we're going <laughs> to we're going to live here. Uh, yeah. well, th- again, this is, this is great. Now, how was your week? You had a good week or uh, I had a good week, but I, I couldn't get a hold of you the other day. Where were you? Well, Rick, as you know, I'm a civic minded guy, right? Of course. And I had jury duty on, um, what day was it? Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so I had jury duty and which, which place do you go downtown or I went to the big boy. I went to the 26 in California where the, oh, ru- where yeah. the roughins go. Yeah. Right. Um, and for those of you in Chicago or not in Chicago, you're probably not aware that there's a huge trial going on in at, at 26th in California. At the oh, Cora. that's right. It's the Van Dyke. Yeah, uh, that's right. The and again, Juan McDonald yeah, uh, uh, shooting. Yeah. So for those of you who aren't following this, um, Officer Jason Van Dyke shot uh, uh, Laquan McDonald. 16 times. <laughs> <laughs> Who's counting, yeah. right? And uh, so he's on trial. So all the cameras were there, right? Right. You know, and it's a big deal. So I get out, I park my car, and I walk into the courthouse. And the first person, guess who's the first person I see is? Our friend Dane Placco. No, well, close. Yeah. Cameraman Chuck, Quinze- uh, Chuck Quinzio, who oh, is yeah. our author, you yeah. know, life behind the camera. So we're talking, we're mugging, you know, we're yeah. just kind of sticking it up. And I noticed that there's this big panel of microphones yeah. set up for the press conferences, right. right? So I'm like, hey, Chuck, take a picture of me in front of the microphone. I was wondering who took that picture. Yeah. I saw the picture on Facebook. Right. So, and I do the sticky <laughs> pose like I'm, you know, yeah. talking at a press conference. So I get the picture taken and I put it on Facebook because I love drawing attention to myself. Sure, because right? you're that guy. Now, the vast majority of the people knew it was... A joke. A joke. Yeah. A fake. However, there were a couple of people <laughs> that evidently really are taking it seriously that I'm running for mayor. I'm not kidding. Now, these are proliferary people that I don't really know. Okay. But I got a, uh, and, and there's been a couple people, and I'm not going to tell you who it is because I don't want to embarrass them. Okay. Uh, but I got a direct message on Facebook, and I want to read it to you. Are you, are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, David, congratulations on your announcement. Good luck. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation. Here comes more food from my mouth. Uh, oh, what is this now? Oh, a cheese tray. Like, uh, oh, that's liverwurst. Is that Braunschweiger? Nice. Thank you. Braunschweiger with some uh, Lantieger. I'm never oh. leaving, Rick. Yeah. I'm Pickles. here. Um, so, um, oh, so here, David, congratulations on your announcement. I'd like to invite you to a candidate forum I'm hosting in January at, I'm not going to mention where it is. Um, and there will be a chance for you to address the community. <laughs> Keep your remarks less than eight minutes, please. And there will be a question and answer period afterwards. This is for real. It is for real. Now, part of me is going to go. Right. Right. <laughs> part of me says, dude, this is great shtick. Don't though. you have to get like 20,000 petitions signed or something? Well, to, to get on the ballot, but not to this person's coffee clutch. Oh, and that's that, a good point. So, yeah. Um, and the other half of me is like, don't do this. You're going to make a, you know. 
It's not in a very nice area in Chicago, and uh, I don't want them to be. Uh, is upset it near Twenty Sixth in California? Not far. But I just thought it was funny that somebody actually thought that I'm running for mayor because it does look like it in the picture on Facebook. You're standing in front of that line, right. and it does look. And you said on Facebook, "I'm uh, running I'd for like mayor." To announce that right. I'm running for mayor. Right. So it's not like this person just grabbed this out of nowhere. Well, he kind of did, considering I was wearing a blue T-shirt, blue jeans, and having my bag, <laughs> you know, my big crappy bag over my shoulder. Yeah, but, but yeah, uh, so I am not running for mayor. I would like okay. to to announce that I have decided not to run run for mayor. All right. Well, that's good. So we have uh, some minutia. Would you like to? I don't have any audio for that today. I... Rick, as you know, I'm totally against big government. Yes. Right. Uh, I, um, you know, I, I am not a fan of the leftist agenda. Okay. You know, for big government. So this this story is really making my blood boil. Um, and it comes out of Michigan. Okay. okay. Um, here's the headline. Axe throwing bar deemed unsafe. Has liquor license suspended for one day. Ooh, for one day. <laughs> Axe throwing bar. That's what I want you to. Yeah. It's a hub Stadium in Auburn Hills. Uh, Was bar. it also quarter beer night that yeah. night? Right, right. Uh, hub Stadium is the name of the bar, and it's in Auburn Hills, which I think is Detroit, I think. Yeah, it's right by Detroit. Had its liquor license and permits suspended by the Michigan Liquor Con- Control Commission for one day in order to develop new safety procedures and precautions. Drinking alcohol while throwing axes, <laughs> axe throwers wearing open-toed shoes, a lack of monitoring by bar management, and axes ricocheting, ricocheting over targets in the direction of participants were all among the concerns listed by the, by the <laughs> Michigan Liquor Control Commission as to why they suspended their license for one day. Yeah, Liberal bastards, yeah. do-gooders. Um, so, uh, and there is actually, a, isn't that the way we call the herd? Isn't that what they say? You know, uh, the Darwin awards. Yes. Uh, right. Yes. That's yeah. That's how we call the herd. Yeah. Right. Um, so I love this, um, quote by general manager, Stumpy McGee. <laughs> that's not his name. <laughs> Hook. Uh, they had implemented some changes and would continue to implement others to, to increase the safety of the ax throwing. Yes. Uh, like, um, well, he didn't mention what they were. Oh, okay. Uh, here's some other... Yeah, um, like no open-toe shoes anymore. Yeah, right, exactly. No shirts, no no shirt, <laughs> no service, no uh, decapitation. Yeah. Uh, here's a couple other things that the investigators uh, cited. A person juggling two axes <laughs> before tossing them at the target. Um, a person bouncing an axe off the floor to hit the sure. target. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a strategy. A uh, person flipping the axe in midair and catching it with the other hand before throwing the axe. Oh, my God. person throwing two axes as once. Um, and this is my favorite. Patrons throwing axes at bottles of spirits, consuming shots from the bottle that was not struck, and a message displayed on the video stating, who said don't mix alcohol with axe throwing? So okay. You so if you are a patron of the Hub Stadium... No worries. It was only a one-day suspension, so you grab know, a couple shots and <clears throat> go to it. This is the this is the reason why Major League Baseball stopped doing quarter beer nights. Right? No free, free bat day. Right. Remember when we were kids? They used right. to do free bat day. Right. Let's give forty thousand people <laughs> weapons yeah. in their hands. Well, wasn't the the very famous uh, was it Detroit Tigers where it was ten cent beer night and there was a riot because oh, yeah. everybody everybody oh, got yeah. hammered. Yeah. 
All right, so <clears throat> I have some uh, minutia for you, and this is a uh, Jenkins story. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! Okay, so this time Rick, Rick is, is going to share. Rick is sharing, but uh, this is not a story necessarily about employee. Uh, it's a story about a college student. All right, and her last name is Oxley. On Tuesday, Oxley uh, was working on a paper, uh, college student. She realized she couldn't remember the teacher's name. So she put a temporary nickname in the heading. Uh, uh, I've always been really bad with names, she told BuzzFeed News. So when I was writing the paper, I blanked in the professor's name and filled it with Professor What's-His-Nuts, <laughs> just as a placeholder. <laughs> After joking to her friend about how bad it would be if she sent in the paper with the joke still in it, she looked over the essay and absentmindedly pressed send <laughs> and sent it in. And uh, so Professor What's-His-Nuts got the paper, and and before he got it, she sent a note, you know, a note like, yeah, oh, my right, God. Right. Don't sorry. open the last one. I'm it was super, a mistake. Like, I'm really unprofessional. Please don't open that. And he opened it up, uh, looked at it, and thought, oh, I didn't. He didn't even notice yeah. it the first time around. Um, and then he went to classroom, the classroom the next day, and was, uh, you know, talking about the paper and, you know, said that, uh, you know, um, I, I don't even know why she was so upset. And she goes, well, look at the top of it. And again, uh Oh, Professor Watson's nuts. <laughs> he hadn't even noticed. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, so I thought that was funny. I started looking up email uh, faux pas. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, hitting the button, once it's hit, you, have you ever hit it and then try to recall it? Oh, yeah. It's impossible. Well, it's, it, well, yeah, why even do that? Yeah, right. It's not. Well, and with Yahoo, do you use you use yeah. Yahoo? Yeah. I get lost in a thread oh. sometimes, and I will like forward a file, and then realize I'm forwarding it to the other oh, people. I've done yeah. it. Yeah, I, I have. I have uh, sent. I have actually stopped being a sarcastic uh, right. jag boy on my emails. Right, you to just do you, it on, right? You just just it. in case I was sending them to somebody, right. or else. in case that I accidentally do it too. So just right. be jag boy on our podcast. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, but here's here's one of I found a whole uh, website devoted to this. And here's my favorite one, and it's a, it involves a millennial, so, you know, um, and it was an intern who accidentally sent an email uh, that he was going to send to friends to his colleagues, which included all the <laughs> yeah. bosses and everything, yeah. and here's what it said. Hey, guys, I'm busy doing jack shit. What to a nice two-hour... <laughs> Went to a nice two-hour sushi lunch today. Nice place. Spent the rest of the day pretending to type emails and bullshitting with people. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to. I actually have work to do. I'm on some corporate finance deal. And the yeah, global, blah, right, blah, right. blah, blah. Which means I really should peruse these materials and not be a total fuck-up. Anyway, yeah. just wanted to let you guys know. Signed your buddy, Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just found that one <laughs> amusing. <laughs> That's why it ranks a Jenkins. <laughs> All right, good job. Hey, we got a winner, and this person's name is not Jenkins, but they certainly did something right. You know what uh, Toledo Tom did, Rick? Uh, he retweeted us. Oh, I see that you're going for the. I'm having a liverwurst with this is a little chunk of uh, Swiss cheese on top yeah. of it. Uh, so it's Swiss cheese, liverwurst, and a little. Is it is that seedless rye or are there seeds? Yes. In? 
Yeah, I love seedless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Toledo Tom, who ironically is from Waukesha, Wisconsin. By the way, this is just like at home at my house. Bridget constantly, oh, constantly. brings me food. Well, she takes the day off to service yeah. service our, you know. Yeah, very much like this. Um, Toledo Tom, what he did is he retweeted and followed us on Twitter. I know you can do that. Everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Not just people from Toledo or people from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Toledo Tom picked up Safe Inside by uh, Lee Kingsmill, Chugga Chug by Scott Redman, and a pothole store s- snow globe. Mm-hmm. Oh. All for just retweeting. Oh, you're dipping it. into the pothole store, yeah. huh? Yeah, I've it's got, off season, right? It's a seasonal business and it's our slow time right now. Uh, again, all you have to do, retweet and follow us and please subscribe to us. Yeah. Um, rate us, rank us, review Stitcher, us. iTunes, Google Play, yep. uh, Potable, iHeartRadio. I, yep. We're everywhere. All that. We have 200 reviews. We're really looking for that 100th mm-hmm. right now. So we have, or, I'm sorry, we have 199 reviews. Oh, is that right? We have 199 reviews. Oh, you could be the 200th That's um, five-star review. And we will send you three rye bread uh, <laughs> brunch. Wi- oh, are those pickles on the top yes. of those too? Yes, this is first class well, this here. Is, we got to take a picture of this. It, it's, not just, uh, it's not just sandwiches. Um, they're cut into tiny little triangles. Right, right. So they're like finger sandwiches. This could be afternoon tea. The, at, the uh, presentation the is impeccable. House. If Queen Elizabeth came in here, <laughs> right. she'd be perfectly at home. Right. And and we could put her on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And we could show her a Hummel. <laughs> the, yeah. The second class Hummels. <laughs> the the bench, the Hummels that are on the bench. We'd bring the first class I, ones down think here so? for her. All right. all right. You got any other minutia? I do. And this is a spiritual story, Rick. Okay. You know, we're all about half full, positive. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, this come, actually, this story comes out of our neck of the woods, Peoria, Illinois. Just yeah. nary, what, a two-and-a-half-hour drive from here, yeah. three-hour drive? Yep. A uh, 30-year-old woman named Redacted, um, which I believe is actually her name. I think it's French. Yeah. Named Redactyl. <laughs> uh, wanted to become more spiritual. Yeah. She wanted to be more religious. She yeah. wanted to be a better Christian, right? Well, that's something we should encourage. So she went to a Walmart. They have a lot of them down there. Yeah. Um, and she, I don't know, is there a Bible aisle? Is there a Bible aisle in the... In Peoria, probably. (laughs) At the Walmart, when she goes to the Bible aisle, she gets past and she finds her Bible, the one that she wants to buy. That's nice. And guess what she did with it? She didn't desecrate it, did she? No, she walked out because she stole it. She stole it. She walked right past that nice greeter at the door. <laughs> yep, exactly. Have with, a nice day. With the Bible? With the Bible. And uh, as she was walking out of the store, yeah, um, she got caught. Now, how she got caught, I'm thinking God. <laughs> I think God has one of those wire. Yeah, it know, might also have been the beeping noise. <laughs> of the, of uh, the, yeah. the UPC. They, they must have UPC codes. on. Uh, of course. Right. Of course. So she stole the Bible. Uh-huh. Uh, so after God told the security people to apprehend the woman. Yeah. Uh, she suggested that she just wanted to become a better Christian. Yeah. Well, that's, so, so that's she stole the Bible. Nice. Now in her defense, yeah, she didn't read, she couldn't have read the, thou, the thou shalt not steal section. Right. Cause she didn't, she had no idea. Right. Yeah. So she, um, uh, doesn't say if she got sent to the big house or not. I don't know. <laughs> but she's reading it right now going, okay, this isn't so bad. Honor your mother and father, remember the Sabbath, no murder, <laughs> right. no do- Oh, no. The steel, oh, son of a bitch. no. Okay, well, that's too bad. Very, very sorry to hear that about that young lady. Uh, but it, we must carry on. And it is Cubs season. And when this uh, airs, 
Uh, well, actually, the Cubs have already clinched a spot in the playoffs. Right. They they'll either be a uh, wild card team or a division champion. And they're doing great right now. Right. All right. Let's just play the the uh, audio. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl uh, of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. How'd that work out for you, yeah, buddy? You wanted to skip to the Celebrity <laughs> Potpourri? <laughs> oh, do no, that. All right. So <clears throat> we do this Just One Bad Century feature. And, and on this day in 1876, I think we all remember this. Absolutely. It was the last day of the first official National League season. Uh, the Chicago White Stockings, mm-hmm. which are now known as the Cubs, beat the Hartford Duke Dark Blues 16-10. to And because Chicago ended the season seven games ahead of second place St. Louis, uh, they're declared... The champions, right? The champions. Yeah, there we That's go. That's right. 1876. Uh, on, the, on that team, we had Hall of Famers Albert Spaulding, who was a 47-game winner is, that season. Is Spaulding the baseball yes. Spaulding? Yes. Really? Yes. Cap Anson batted 356. Uh, but neither of them were the biggest stars on that team. I don't need to even tell you this, but uh, just for some of our listeners who are not as well-known. That honor goes to second baseman Ross Barnes, who led the league in hitting with Batting four twenty nine, wow. he also led the league in runs, hits, doubles, triples, and walks. Now, in eighteen seventy six, the game was just a little bit different than it is today. For instance, pit, the pitcher's mound was forty five feet away from oh home plate. Holy crap! Forty five feet. Yes, the pitchers threw underhand. All right, well that helps. Uh, batters could request either a high pitch or a low pitch. <laughs> well, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, if a ball bounced over the fence, it was considered a home run. Okay, so no ground would... No and some fences ground. were less than 200 feet away from home plate. Dude, I could have probably <laughs> jacked a couple. It also took nine balls to get a walk. Oh, my God. <laughs> then I would have zero on base percentage. And a foul ball was an out if it was caught on one bounce. Yeah, that's different. That's yeah. Different. So you know how they talk about uh, the old era and the new era right. of baseball and why you can't really compare records? Those are some pretty good reasons right there. Well, for everybody in Cubs Nation, good luck, because I know your your sphincters are very, very tight right now. May this be another 1876 for us. <laughs> exactly. Right. All right, so uh, a random name pulled out of, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. All right. Who's our, who's our celebrity potpourri story this week? Oh, I've heard this guy is a miserable son of a bitch. Chevy Chase. You know, he was just in the newspaper this past week. Yeah. In the Washington Post. Did you see that? I, was it? Was there some mean story about him? Or there, yeah, there was. A, well, it was a story about you know somebody uh, noticed that he hadn't been in anything for years, right. and like you know what's going on with him, tracked him down, and he's been blackballed from show business basically because he's a jag, right? Well, <clears throat> he. Uh, that's what the story says. Right. Uh, my story is a little bit different. Uh, when I was producing uh, John Landecker's show, a listener called in one day. With Chevy Chase's home phone number. This is a true story. Um, And I was like, okay. I didn't believe it was really Chevy Chase's home number, but it was, uh, you know, a Los Angeles number. I thought, all right. And at that time, he was hosting... uh, late night talk show. Right, he had a he had a show. He had on like Fox. A, yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, I remember John and I did a bit one time where we said, "What's funnier, Chevy Chase or Chevy Cars?" <laughs> we we did a joke of Chevy Chase and we played like sound effects of a car. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
So after the show was over, I called him up. I called up the phone number, uh, and Chevy Chase answered the phone. I said, is this Chevy Chase? He said, yes. He said, I'm calling from Chicago, uh, a radio station. He goes, fuck off, lose this number, and hung <laughs> up on me. <laughs> And we'll, and he's going to be our celebrity uh, minutia minute coming up someday. Do you still have that number? I, no, I don't. He doesn't live there anymore. He lives up in, uh, according to the article in the Washington Post, he lives in upstate New York now. But uh, yeah, that was a, it was a, you know, it was early there. It was like ten o'clock here, so it was like eight o'clock yeah. in the morning there. And, but I didn't know that it was really going to be his number, right? Of course, you know? of and course. It, and it really was. So. So people that call up with uh, celebrity phone numbers, you should uh, you should trust them. Well, and email us at. Uh, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Seriously, if you have a celebrity, we're always looking for celebrities to sure. to host on our uh, podcast. Yeah, become Minutiaman Podcast at, at gmail dot com, right. and we'll Dave be. will call. Yes, from now on, I'm I'm the I'm the guest booker. Yeah, and actually, we have a guest booked. So let's play the order for that and bring in our big celebrity guest for this week. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Okay, we're very excited. Joining us on the phone, we have a, a celebrity. Well, royalty too. The king of Uranus. The king of Uranus. A nationally known celebrity uh, who has appeared on the Craig Ferguson show, among others. Uh, his name is Doby Maxwell. How are you doing, Doby? Good morning from Uranus. Uh, intergalactic, <laughs> semi-excited to be here with you again, and we're going to have a blast. So uh, wh what have I forgotten out of your uh, bio there as I, as I introduced you? Uh, I have my credit card debt down to zero. Hey, hey there you fantastic. go, buddy. Can I, you I think I'm the only comedian in the tri-state area to have that. I've been working <laughs> really, really hard. You know who Dave Ramsey is by any chance? Yeah, yeah, the economics, or the economy guy, right? Or the... the well, it, yeah. The, the, the money dude. Yeah, yeah, money dude. Right. I, I, I happen to be down in, in Nashville working at Zany's Comedy Club down there. There's uh, They're in Chicago, and there's one in Nashville. And there was this guy that the manager of the club was listening to as he picked me up from the airport. And this guy was ranting and raving about money. And I said, who is this idiot? He said, oh, that's Dave Ramsey. He's a financial guy. He does a little AM station here in Nashville. And it's an hour a week, and it's a pretty popular show. And, and sure enough, Dave Ramsey is now the second most uh, highly syndicated radio show behind Rush Limbaugh. That's true. He actually is the guy that introduced uh, John. John John Records Landecker at his uh, Hall of Fame induction. Really? Yeah, he was the MC that night. Well, I'm highly impressed. He's got a, a whole financial CD tape book package, and uh, I just I got my credit score up uh, over 100 points in under a year. Well, look at you. Well, there's a little endorsement there, of uh, free endorsement for I, Dave I, Ramsey. I, I sold a kidney. I sold the fillings <laughs> out of my teeth. What is higher, your credit score or your bowling average? What is higher? Uh, well, I think my bowling average up there. I am from Wisconsin. You know, they, 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 People don't believe this. They taught us how to score bowling in grade school math. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> kidding you. You get the little, the little pencil with no eraser on it because, you know, if you have 14 beers in third grade, you're not going to be there. And you have to do the little, you have to fill in the spare and the strike. You can't just be an X or one line. It's, you got to fill it in. Now, did you did you so, do the fancy fill-in where you ha you did just the, uh, the the diagonals on the sides on your strikes just so that, to make? Yeah, that was it. But you couldn't yeah. just do the diagonal. You had to, you had to fill it in. It's kind of like a like Polish coloring too. They get coloring <laughs> and math. 
in the exact same same lesson. But I, people don't really think I'm making that up. I really am not. Doby, you're a student of comedy, right? I am. Uh, three greatest comedians of all time, in your opinion? In my opinion, uh, believe it or not, Phyllis Diller. Yeah. Because uh, she was great in that, for a woman, she was a single mom, 37 years old, with five kids, and a lunkhead of a husband. So to overcome that in that time, to be a full-time comedian as she was, uh, I learned a lot. There's a guy named Gene Parrott, who was Bob Hope's head writer for 20 years. And he's got a, a lot of how-to books on how to write jokes. And the first client he had was Phyllis Diller. And I learned through him what a great... I always thought she was pretty funny. But what she had to overcome to get where she got, that she was a class act, she was nice to everybody. She would be number one. Rodney Dangerfield, I think what he did, he uh, was our generation's uh, comedy hero. But basically, he was doing old jokes. You know, he, he was probably our father or grandfather's age. By the time, I mean, we're, we're the same age. All of us. So I, I discovered Rodney in high school. And then the movie Caddyshack, yep. and then his album yep. came out, and then he was on a Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. So he was a huge influence. I mean, he had he, the hook. You know, I get no respect, and his look, and his the red tie, and his, so all the things together. He was was really great, and I would pick for a third one George Carlin simply for the fact he was able to evolve over his entire career for. 40 years. He was the hippy-dippy guy for a while. He was kind of the drug, you know, 70s guy. Then at the end, he was just this old curmudgeon ranting about life. I don't know how much, how many punchlines were there, but I think as we age, we kind of related to him. I got a chance to meet him not long before he died, and he was just a magnificent guy. Could not be any nicer. Yeah, I, I actually met him once, too, and uh, I agree with your assessment of uh, George Carlin. He doesn't have to be nice. That's the thing. Well, I mean, I the thing is nice that, you, show. I, you know, <laughs> you know this, Dobie, in the world of comedy, there's a lot of not nice guys. Well, I like to refer to us as dented cans <laughs> yeah. in the comedy business. <laughs> and, and the dented cans, they never get the shot. They don't get to go on the real shelf with the quote-unquote normal can. The dented cans get relegated to that cart in the back of the grocery store with the misshapen fruits and vegetables and the dropped flour you know, container with the duct tape around it. So comedians, a lot of times, have to come up tough. It's very tough for comedians to be to be uh, friendly and nice and encouraging because they think, well, geez, if someone else is getting something, they're taking away from my pie, which is totally not true. You know, well, like there's, there's yes. people like a Amy Schumer happens to be a name that comes up right now. People are, oh, she she had like a nice little run recently, and a lot of comedians are very jealous of her. It's like, okay, well, her fans are they your fans? The same people that would see Amy Schumer see you? No. Well, then why do you care if she's a millionaire? Why, why does that make you, Dane Cook was a name that people get, you know, guys get hot flavor of the week for a while. And it's like, there's really no competition. There's 8 billion people on the face of the earth. Does anybody in Zimbabwe or in Chile know who Amy Schumer or, or Rodney Dangerfield or Dobie Maxwell is? But you got to find out. It's like a, a product. I really thought in the last few years, comedy uh, is now a business before it was, a, it was a craft and an art form. Now it's a business. And I see it from a whole new angle. Okay. Well, you know, uh, we're the same age as you mentioned. Dave and mm -hmm. Dopey and I are all 55. So here's Double my nickels, question. baby. <laughs> Get off my lawn. I want my dish down at Denny's. My first question to you is, who is the, who is the first woman that stirred your loins? You know, that, like a celebrity that, uh, as we were growing up, 
Who was the one that did it for you? Yeah. Which one? Uh, which one uh, stirred little Dobie down there? Uh, I would say the, the Angela Cartwright from Lost in Space. Oh, oh there that's you a go. good choice. That's not bad. You know, she was also in yeah. The Sound of Music. Well, she, she made she made my loins sing. <laughs> and thank you. And I don't for, know why she just shoot. What's that? I was saying thank you for that image that will never ever leave my <laughs> brain. But thank you. Singing loins with the king of Uranus, <laughs> um, playing the oboe. Yeah. No, I just I don't know. I thought she was hot, but I, I got the, the big one that really I, I would say that you know your your hormones start just to bubble mildly. But uh, Wonder Woman just sent it off. Oh the yeah, top. I would have crawled through the TV screen. <laughs> rub her uh, wristwatch. I think I was an almighty ISIS guy. Remember ISIS? No. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now you can't say. Now you can say. Yeah, yeah. Dave Stern. He likes ISIS. That's <laughs> yeah, right, right, like, right. No. Not that ISIS. <laughs> um, Dobster, uh, we're going to delve into a uh, kind of a meaningful spiritual question here. Honestly, mm-hmm. are you a good driver? Oh, I'm a horrible driver. Oh my God, you Absolutely. are. Absolutely. <laughs> Dave wanted you to yes, say that because he's driven with you. <laughs> Oh, is that right? Yeah, I, I, I don't care. Don't pay attention. I got a, a hundred other things on my mind. And uh, people are there to let me off. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm not a great driver. But until uh, Linda Carter becomes my personal chauffeur, <laughs> I'll have to do the job for a while. Yeah, you are an, you are an absolute horrible driver. <laughs> well, thanks for, uh, thanks for the encouragement. I appreciate that. But I also know something about you, and that is that you know... You know just about everything about cars, which is, you know, an amazing thing. And that you have in your mind, there is a perfect car of all time. And I see if I, if I am tracking with you exactly on this. And it, it was, uh, I'm going to say, in the mid-60s. You know what I'm talking mm, about or, here? Uh, amid, oh, the Batmobile. The Batmobile, exactly. Greatest car yeah, of all really- time. It was the greatest car of all time. I graduated, we graduated high school in 1981, and uh, I had a, a car that I painted. My first car, I painted like the Batmobile. I painted bats on the doors and the whole deal, the little pinstripes, the whole deal. Well, the TV show was on in 1966, and the movie with Jack Nicholson didn't come out until, what, 1980-something. Mm, yeah. So I, I'm like 10 years either way on it, so people are looking at me like I'm a total moron. So I like the <laughs> Batmobile that much. And to make, I had a Chevy station wagon. It was a Chevy Impala wagon. So the imagination, people are looking at me. Like, so, but everybody knew the Batmobile. I'll see people I went to high school with all these years ago and say, hey, you still got the Batmobile? Oh, yeah, I still got a 1964 Chevy station wagon with bats on the doors. <laughs> well, you cur- currently your car has a Batmobile... Wait, do you still have the Batmobile? Well, no, I got rid of that one. I, I, every time I, I pick up a black car, so I, I have had 227 vehicles in yeah, my life. Because you're not that's a good driver. <laughs> no, that's not true. No, no yes, that buy, is exactly No, because he buys pieces of junk and just drives them until they die. Well, well that's the thing. Cause I am usually the second owner of a car before the junkyard. Now, normal people drive about 30 to 45 minutes to work an 8 to 10-hour shift at a, at a typical job. Comedians drive about eight to ten hours to work a thirty to forty-five minute shift, and all these years I had to get to the gigs, and I would buy a car, you know, the best one I could, and it lasts. It's like entering your grandparents in a kickboxing tournament. <laughs> Stuff's gonna break, you just don't know when. So yeah, I've had a lot of. Uh, I, I, I'm the only person I know that has been kicked out of AAA. True story. <laughs> really? I, I had to get. Really, I had a gig in El Paso, Texas one time, and I was just crossing the Louisiana line. Now, if you've ever driven across Texas, that is a long way, Jack. It was about 6 o'clock in the morning, and my car, game over, 2000 party over, oops, out of time. So 
So I called AAA. Now, AAA will tow your car up to uh, 99 miles per tow. Well, it doesn't say anywhere on that little card that you can't tow, uh, get towed more than one time. So I called AAA seven times in one day, 100 miles, 100 miles, 100 miles, 100 miles, 100 miles, 700. I got to the gig about 10 minutes before, and I made the gig. Next day, they said, you've been kicked out of AAA. <laughs> wow. So this is... Uh... Now, now, now when my car breaks down, I call AA. So <laughs> a guy named Hank comes over and just... Well, at least it's a driver than me. designated driver, right? Uh, right. So tell us, uh, Dobie, what is your most memorable brush with celebrity? You have... You have been uh, in the comedy world, so I know that you've met virtually every comedian. But outside of the comedy world, you were also in radio for many years. You were uh, one of the morning guys here at The Loop in Chicago, and you were on in Milwaukee and Salt Lake City. Um, Who is your most memorable celebrity brush? You know, you're not going to believe it. Adam West. Oh, my gosh. Ties in perfectly. I, I met him twice. I met him twice before they made the, uh, the the Batman movie with Jack Nicholson. There were there were rumors coming out that they were going to make a Batman movie. And as strange as it sounds today, everybody assumed, well, Adam West is going to play Batman. He's Batman to our generation. <laughs> right, exactly. So he did a thing at a college. At, I don't know, it was up in Milwaukee. I think it was Marquette or somewhere. And they, they did a thing where they showed the old 60s Batman film, and then Adam West would do a Q&A afterward. And I had a picture of my Batmobile. Uh, was in the Milwaukee paper with me standing next to it. I was 21 years old, whatever it was. And uh, I wanted to get Adam West to sign the picture. So I watched, sat in the movie. I was sat to the Q&A. It was the end of the line. I finally got to Adam West. And he looked at me, and he, it was a quizzical glare. And he said, you drive this on the streets? <laughs> and I said, yes, yes, I did. And he rolled his eyes, and he signed it, and he gave it to me, and he walked away. I'm thinking, oh, so it's heartbreak. So now... Story's not over yet. Years later, I was working at the Loop, and we were set up at the uh, the at O'Hare. They have a celebrity convention. I don't know if they still do, but they had all the people in there. And as we were right behind Adam West and Frank Gorshin from from the Loop. We were, we were did an appearance there, and I happened to go to the the bathroom, the men's room, and here's Adam West coming to the it's me and Adam West. Years later, and and uh, I pushed on the door. Oh, he pushed on the door, and it was locked, and there's no one else around. And I looked at him and I said, holy no shit, Batman. <laughs> and he gave me the same disgusted look and he turned around and he walked away. So I struck out twice with Adam West, my hero. And we got back to the booth about 10 minutes later and that was just the show wasn't even open yet. And, uh, and I walked up to him and I said, Mr. West, I am totally sorry. I made a total idiot out of myself. But I'm a comedian and I travel around the country and I stopped in Walla Walla, Washington because I know that's your hometown and I explored it and I said, I'm here to see Adam West's hometown. And his eyes lit up like a nine-year-old. You stopped in Walla Walla and we're going back and forth about the things that I said, it would be an honor if I could give you one of my comedy CDs. You could use it as a beverage coaster or to scrape the ice off your windshield. But for me to be able to give that to you, it's a lifelong dream. I'm going to listen to this. Hey, Frank, this guy's a comedian over here. And Frank Gorshin was a comedian. I knew that. And he came over. He couldn't have been any nicer. I knew he's from Pittsburgh. So there's a place called the Holiday House, which is a vaudeville place in Pittsburgh where he started. And I performed. And I knew that. And I told him I played the Holiday House. And I couldn't get rid of him. It's like, guys, the show's opening up. Oh, I love. And they you comedy. Blah, blah, blah. So it, it was totally had a happy end. So I got to meet Adam West and Frank Gorshin so I can die now. That's awesome. I love that story. Well, speaking of uh, 60s television icons, you got a choice, Marianne or Ginger. Which one are you going for? 
Now, my grandpa gave me a little inside track here. He said, take Mrs. Howell. She's got the money. Win her over, get the money, then you can have both Marianne and Ginger. You're right. You cracked the code, Dolby. Very nice. Yeah. About pimping grandpa. He's... So, so Doby, uh, you mentioned your grandpa from Wisconsin. Tell me the best and worst thing about being from Wisconsin. Uh, the worst thing are the, the nine-month winters. I mean, yeah. if there is global warming, come on, global warming. <laughs> you know, yeah. I am all for it. I remember shoveling snow that was up to my shoulders as a kid. And granted, I was a lot shorter then. But the winter is just it's not fun at all. I mean, I'm sure you guys did this, too. Uh, you you want to play sports, so you, you shovel off the basketball court, snow, to be able to play with a ball that's underinflated that doesn't bounce. And you like sports as a kid. So that, that was really kind of a bummer. This, must, this might come as a surprise to you, but I was not really allowed to play with my friend's sports. I wasn't very. I was the uh, I was the accountant and the tax attorney or the sports agent when we were doing all that. He kept score. You know, you know my representative Dave. Okay, we're gonna break my ankle on your playground. He'll be the one that contacts your lawyer. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and you said the good part about it. Yes. It's easy It's easy to leave. Oh. <laughs> okay. All roads lead out. I couldn't believe I moved. I, cause I started comedy there, and it was absolutely horrible. And, and I, I really liked comedy, but the, the audiences there were so drunk and so non-supportive and so mean-spirited. I remember one time we were doing a show. There was, I don't know, five or six of us comedians. We set up a show at some bar somewhere, and it was a $1 cover charge. One buck. And uh, this guy hobbles drunk. And, excuse me, sir. We have stand-up comedy tonight. There are six comedians uh, that have a cover charge of one dollar. A dollar, Christ's sake! Buy a tapper for that. And he, turned, he wouldn't even pay a dollar. The six comedians. It could have been Rodney Danger. Could have been anybody else. He just was not. He was such in a beer mentality that I thought it was just me. And I've gotten out over the years, and I've talked to people from Milwaukee who left. Say, no, there's just something in the water. I think it's the German thing. No yeah. offense, Rick. It yeah. sounds Crowds like it. are just not funny people. We can build a motorcycle, but uh, it's yeah. not, a, not comedy related. Yeah, so just, I guess it was good. It's kind of like having ankle weights. Yeah, just ask Poland and Czechoslovakia. <laughs> German's not a funny, not a funny uh, group. He's always got to bring that nope. up. So, Dobie... Yeah, uh, Close's comedy bunker in Stuttgart. Yeah. <laughs> Doby has written a book. It's called Monkey in the Middle, and it is a fantastic book. And it also, um, we've gotten a few nibbles from Hollywood uh, about the book. So my question to you is, who would you cast to portray Doby Maxwell in the film about Doby Maxwell? Yeah, don't say Denzel Washington. Nip- Nipsey Russell. <laughs> Well, there you go. Okay. He's been dead since 2005, but uh, yeah, that's fine. Well, it's going to be hard to get to his agent, but I think we can do that. You know, I, I don't care. And if I want it to be a good move. I've heard a lot of stories like a Goodfellas that Joe Pesci's character was about four different mobsters. And, you know, the, the, the funny like a clown story was one guy. And then the, so I think there are going to be changes. We Rick and I, we worked on a screenplay for years. And I would basically flesh out the characters, and Rick made it movie. You made it flow. There were two bank robberies in the actual story, but you made it one. And I right. get all the things that you did, but it's too close to me. So to be honest with you, who gets it? I don't care if it's a couple of Wayans brothers and Caitlyn Jenner and a duck. <laughs> Whatever they put in there. Caitlyn you Jenner. You want to be a good movie. Because if people, if people like the movie, they'll hopefully buy the book. Yes, exactly. That's and I right. will be happy to send every one of those out 
via our Eckert's Press distribution channel. Yes, well, well, thank absolutely. you, thank you again for joining us this morning, Doby. I know that uh, uh, morning is not uh, comedian time, um, but uh, no, it's okay. I had to get up to answer the phone, and I have to go take a driving lesson, so we're good. <laughs> uh, where uh, you got any upcoming performances? You want to plug anything other than your book that we just did? What? Uh, what? I, I will the Kenosha Comedy Club. I am the co-owner of the Kenosha Comedy Club. It is coincidentally in downtown Kenosha, which is a good thing because. Yeah. The Oshkosh Comedy Club name was already, the domain was taken. <laughs> but uh, some guy approached me and said, would you want to book a comedy club? And it's, it's, it's a lot different, and there's different challenges. But it's in a nice hotel, Wyndham Hotel, downtown Kenosha, kenoshacomedyclub.com. And if somebody tells me that they heard me on your guys' podcast, I will let them in for free. Oh, my gosh. How about free. a dollar? Yeah, because, dollar. Uh, I was going to think... say half price, but no, that's okay. <laughs> I'll let them in for free. I'll charge them six bucks for a Coke. But that's okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Toby. Have a great day. You too, guys. Thank you. So thank you very much. He's a good guy. He is. He's a good, just a good egg. You know what? I forgot to offer him some liverwurst. <laughs> you know, I've noticed you've gone three straight pickles. Yeah, the, I, like the, I like the pickles better. Uh, but the cheese is good, too. The cheese is good. What is the dried sausage? Is that just a... That's a Lantjäger. Okay. Um, So if you uh, would like to know more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at our day jobs at EckhartsPress.com or ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. As we mentioned, you can email us at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tony Lasano from Opi Productions, who is the producer of the show, and Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Man. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at RadioMisfits.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. If you like Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, you you can you can not miss a moment of this show. Dave, how did they do that? Uh, you can go on iTunes and you could subscribe. Uh, Minutia Men on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network is our link. Uh, you can go on Stitcher. Do it there. You can do it on Google Play if you're a Google guy. Uh, tune in. You can um, subscribe via that. And you can also go to the radiomisfits.com. That's our network website. And if you click our show, all of those options are going to come up on our page. And you can click whatever one works for you. It's and free. It, right. It's people free. get it automatically instantly a new episode is available poof it's there on your phone or your computer or however you want to listen to us it's no hassle and it's the it's the minutia men podcast with rick kempfer and dave stern tony lasano podcast and opi production on the radio misfits podcast network radio misfits.com if you missed losano losano or los los anno and friends Here's what you missed. Hi, Fred Winston here, Chicago radio guy. <laughs> now, Fred, Tony, you were the first voice on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah, that was my big uh, cinematic moment. It is a beautiful day in Chicago today. Temperatures expected to reach the upper 70s. Right now, 75 at the lakefront, 74 at Midway, 73 at O'Hare, and now up 
in the sky. Don Nelson. Yeah, sky pretty right. goddamn riveting, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, got, I got John Hughes in the studio, and we're in a commercial break. He says, uh, could you imagine your voice? <laughs> coming out of the theater speakers in the theater? I said, uh, yeah, what does it pay? <laughs> Mercenary. So I go in the studio and I'm recording stuff and I'm uh, doing uh, buffo DJ crap and uh, clever ad libs and, uh, you know, well, blah, 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 and they didn't want that. They wanted the, uh, right. the straight crap. Right. <laughs> so he invited me to go with him to the premiere. Uh-huh. And I said, well, I can't do that yeah. because I get up at 3.30 in the morning. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not going to give up my sleep. I don't give right. a crap if it is a movie. <laughs> so he fixed my ass. I got paid, but I got no movie credit. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, no credit? No, no uh, credit in the movie. Everyone got a credit except <laughs> me. Unbelievable. Well, You're the first voice. Yeah, well, that's okay. Yeah. Do you do you get checks in the mail still for like 16 cents for that? Or no, no, no. Really? It was a one-time flat fee. Of $337.65. Oh, man. That, yeah, I'm swimming that, in it. Right. <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever it's called. That's nice. I bet that's pretty goddamn compelling, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. <laughs>